Well, hello there. How how are you? I'm good. I am in my new house. Your new pad. My new pad. So one of the reasons why we haven't been on the airways for quite a while is because I had a period of not actually having a house or anywhere Ooh. to live for a couple of weeks. So I was like, jumping from place to place. Anyway, it's all good. I'm here. Uh, the laptop is perched on a box, as is the microphone. <laughs> but I have a whiskey in hand and a I'm whisk- sure it's... I know, I know the hard stuff, right? It is the hard stuff. And I've I got know. a water. And we're recording much later than we normally oh, do. Oh, mate, come on, there you go. <laughs> normally we talk about what food we're going to have. I think we've probably both eaten by now. <laughs> I think we have. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we've clarified the time in case people think that, yeah, uh, Rob's on the whiskey at yeah, like 6 o'clock. Yeah, 10 a.m. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Oh, and is having a good long swig there. That was That's nice. <sighs> like diet coke break isn't it (laughs) no no commercial advertising there um so watched anything decent though over the last few weeks the only thing i've watched that i can remember um was is it ticket to paradise it is isn't it ticket to paradise george clooney is that right the george clooney film that's right with julia roberts which was i would say it's kind of just very eye-catching it's kind of like watching a long glossy commercial where you hope there's going to be this like fizzling entertaining kind of chemistry between Roberts and Clooney which essentially is the only reason you're going to go and watch it um but yeah I mean it never really it never really kind of gets going they have their moments they do have great some great scenes together mm-hmm. but ultimately i thought it was just a little bit run of the mill for what you'd hope it would be i thought the script wasn't as sharp as as it could be um per- perfectly watchable though perfectly yeah. watchable um so that's i think that's about the only thing i've mm. watched as i say because i've been uh, I've been quite distracted. Moving. But those two have got a lot of charm, haven't they? Both sides. Um, and they were both couple in the Oceans series. That's it. Weren't they? It's That's... not a continuation of that, is it? It's completely oh, separate. Oh, no. Completely separate. I mean, it is like a rom-com, really. Yeah. Um, they're bickering exes who are kind of thrown together right. to try and sabotage their daughter's upcoming wedding after she Aww. meets after she meets the man of his dreams soon after graduating on this tropical island somewhere right. i think it might be uh, bali and they think that this is terrible for her and it's going to ruin her chances of you know becoming this career woman that they've hoped she would be and they turn up with a very negative mindset um, but obviously you can imagine what happens it all yeah. turns out rosy. Good, good. That's good. Well, I've watched um, Black Adam today, which was, uh, yeah, hot off the press. Black Adam, uh, Dwayne Johnson, who's the main star, and you've got Piers Brosnan, Dr. Fate. And actually, I quite liked him as a superhero. He was all right, Piers Brosnan as a superhero. Um, and it's a 12A, the right rating for this film. Uh, violence, yes. There's some humour, which is great. 
Um, I would say it's better than the last Wonder Woman because um, that was a complete flop. Um, but uh, it's sort of in the middle, really. It's 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 one to watch, definitely. It's um, not as dark as Batman, but it's it is a DC movie. Uh, and you, you know, I watched it with my kids. They they loved it. They really enjoyed it. And um, and they are over twelve. And uh, they, you know, I just felt they jumped into the action piece a bit too quickly. That's the only. I would have liked a bit more of the backstory. So, um, but it's not on. It's not really on par with an, a Marvel Avenger movie. But it is it is worth a watch at the cinema. It's so doing pretty. That. It's doing pretty well at the box office, I think, from yeah, what I the, can read. Dwayne Johnson, I know, I know. Is, yeah. he's a good he's a good guy. We like we like the yeah. Rock. We like Dwayne Johnson. So no, I think he's great. I think he's I think he's just great for cinema, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, whatever role he plays, you'll he'll get an audience anyway. And then TV wise, uh, the Old Man on Disney Plus is a great watch, uh, where Jeff Bridges is a former hitman, and uh, there's an incident from his past that comes back to to find himself in uh, a cat and mouse journey. Basically, it's uh, yeah, really good watch. And then the, the She Hulk, I've been enjoying it with the family, and uh, it's where Hulk and his cousin have a car accident. And some of his blood mixes with with hers. However, she's able to control her Hulk state, Hulk sake, Hulk state to human state, and um, vice versa. But she is hired, interestingly, as an attorney for superhumans. So uh, yeah, one to watch as well. We quite enjoyed that series. Lovely stuff. So, so this I... seems to be my my channel at the moment. Not my my on demand go to. We've got to make the most of it. I mm. did watch. I did start watching the capture recently, which I mm-hmm. think was on iPlayer. So I'm working my way through that at the moment, and I've also gave that Netflix drama um, drama a try as well, which is a pretty bleak tale about a famous mm. serial killer, which kind mm. of, I suppose, leads us on to the film we're going to be talking about, but. Isn't it quiz? Is it quiz time? It is quiz time. Oh, I've been looking at this. <laughs> so we've got seven, which we're reviewing shortly, and don't worry, darling, a bit later as well. But I thought, well, why not focus on numbers for the okay. quiz today? Okay. okay? Yep. And there's a little bit of connection as well with these numbers as well. So for oh the first God. question, right. Brad Pitt starred in seven in 1995. Right. In the same year, he also starred in a sci-fi thriller film with Bruce Willis about a future world devastated by disease, and he joins an animal rights group as a deranged activist to solve how this happened. Now, I've can never, you, I've never can seen. Can you name the, the movie? Yes, it's Twelve Monkeys. Yay! I've never seen this film, and I must watch it because I was intrigued by it when it came out, but I just never got around to seeing it. Did he got, I think he got nominated for an Oscar for this, I think. I think it was he supposed was... to be one of his you know, more critically acclaimed yeah. films at that time. Yeah, I'll have to have a look, look that up. Now, next one, Kevin Spacey, who was also starred in Seven, but in uh, 2008 he starred in a film where he taught MIT students to cow... Sorry, to cow? <laughs> to card count. What's the name of the film? Oh my god, was it called it triple? So which film did he teach MIT students to card count? Oh man, for some reason I've got like triple eight or triple nine in my head, but maybe that's not thinking of a complete different film. And I know this I know this film as well. Um 
I'm just going to say triple nine. 21. Ah! Okay. Triple seven, maybe. <laughs> I don't know why I've got that yeah. in my head. 21. Isn't that pontoon as well? It Pop is, 21. yeah. Yeah. So, in the next one, name the Western film that was released in 1960 with Steve McQueen and Yul Brenner and later remade in 2016 with Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke. The Magnificent Seven. Yes, well done. Next one, name the romantic comedy with Kate Hudson as a journalist and Matthew McConaughey as an advertiser and ladies' man. Each have a campaign to play out in a certain number of days. Name the film. Oh, God. I know this one as well. Ugh. In a certain number of days. Ugh. Shall I give you a clue? Um, go on, then. It's got Guy in it. <laughs> the title doesn't give me much of a clue, does it? How to... Lose a guy in... Something days, but I don't know. Ten, how oh, ten ah. days. Okay. Everybody's screaming at the podcast. Oh, it's oh, annoying, annoying. This was a bit of a random one because I couldn't think of another question. But anyway, I'm gonna, I've got question five All with right. a tie to one of our films that we're reviewing later. So Florence Pugh plays Amy in Little Women, the most recent Little Women. But how many sisters does she oh, have? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm having to think of the film poster because I haven't seen the film. I'm sure I've seen some shot of Oh, it's quite, I like it. I like it. I like I'm, the first one as well, the one with Winona Ryder in it as well. But uh, this one... Uh, quite... has it, so how many siblings does she have, right? Mm. How many sisters does she have? How many sisters does yeah. she have? Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go four. Three. Damn it! I think that's right. I'm hoping it's right. It's three sisters that I counted. So you've got Joe, Meg, I think it is, and Beth. Oh, man, that's Emma too, that's Watson's. Awful. You're going to have to tell me how to say Scorsese. How do you say Scorsese? Social Rosa. Yeah, that's Socia, it. Social, yeah. Socia. Socia. Sorry, I should get that one. Yeah. So you've got Emma Watson, Socia Ronan, and Eliza Scalen are her sisters or actresses that play the sisters in the film. So there you go. That's the quiz. So you got you did quite well there. No, I didn't. I got, I got two. Did you? Yes, oh, yeah, you're right. Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toughie. It's numbers. Numbers aren't easy. Did you say there was going to be something that ties it all together at the end? Or, or was that? No. No, no? I okay. couldn't think of that. My brain, <laughs> brain are not in gear. <laughs> well, oh, that's poor. Far too late for that. That's really poor. Anyway, should we move on to seven? Yes, let's move on to seven. So... Uh, I was quite excited to see this film because I've only seen it. I think I may have only seen it like one and a half times, bizarrely. And I, I started trying to watch it again not too long ago. So this was released in 1995, uh, directed by David Fincher, who at the time had only directed Alien 3. So this was really his big breakthrough written by Andrew Kevin Walker, starring Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Kevin Spacey, and Gwyneth Paltrow. You would have to say this is a psychological crime thriller, very neo-noir. Nominated. Not a comedy. Not a comedy. Not a comedy. <laughs> There's very few comedic moments in this, folks, mm-hmm. in case you were wondering. Um, I can't believe it was only nominated for... 
uh, one Oscar, which was Best Film Editing, and lost out to Apollo 13. So it's a story told over a seven-day period. We've got worldly worn detective Lieutenant William Somerset, played by Morgan Freeman, and young idealistic detective David Mills, played by Brad Pitt, who's recently moved to what is an unnamed city. We never know the name of the city they're in, with his wife, Tracy, played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Somerset is soon to retire, counting down the days, and is reluctant to take on a case which comes his way, which is a series of murders that begin that um, they soon realise, or he soon realises, are inspired by the seven deadly sins. Um, he clashes with Mills straight away over his youthful naivety, um, but slowly they kind of warm to each other and they both end up on the case, slowly unravelling clues at ever more gruesome murder scenes. And it is very, very gruesome. Um, Tracy Mills's wife is struggling to settle in the city and so decides as a bit of an icebreaker to invite Somerset round for dinner. And even later in, later in the film, she confides with Somerset about some of her personal troubles. So they kind of form a strange little bond themselves. Um, and this all goes on as the two are trying to basically track down the serial killer which they do by using a set of library records. They start to close in on him before a surprising turn of events sees both of them drawn into um, the serial killer's master plan. And the serial killer is played by Kevin Spacey. So as I say, this is the breakout movie for Fincher. He'd done Alien 3, had a pretty awful time on it. Big studio film, didn't get on with it. He went on, of course, after this to do the likes of Game, Bike Club, Panic Room, Zodiac, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Social Network, Girl the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, and more recently, a couple of years ago, a TV series which I got really into, which is called Mind Hunter, which again hmm. very much focuses on um, uh, serial killers and a unit that was put in place around the same time as the setting for Silence of the Lambs, FBI put together this unit where it was going to try and basically get into the minds of serial killers. Um, so it's based on true story. And that TV series is called Mindhunter. It's fantastic. Uh, so one thing you'll notice about this film straight away before I pass over to Sarah is the weather's terrible. Uh, it's, it's literally raining almost the entire time very much deliberate to create this kind of oppressive feeling. Um, and as such, there's there's very little sunshine, shall we say, in this film, apart from potentially the scenes where we see uh, Mills with his wife um, having a nice time. But apart from that, it's pretty gruesome, it's pretty bleak, but it's also pretty riveting. There you go. So what did you think? All I can say is, yes, wow, what a dark 
film. <laughs> I had to watch it actually. I watched it in three to four stages because I had a lot of things going on in my personal life as well. And I kept coming, you know, watching the next bit and having to stop it. It was it was pretty gruesome to watch some of the scenes, I have to say. But I found um I found the first 30 minutes a bit a little bit slow. But as soon as we start getting introduced to Mill's personal life and uh, we start bringing in Paltrow, who plays Tracy, I, I can see it gives him a slightly softer side and it, it gets a bit more interesting. And also, as you said, the relationship forms between Somerset and, and Tracy as well. Um, and I already knew what the outcome of the film was and I was just wondering whether there was also any clues uh, before as well um, in earlier stages. Um, I like the dynamics between uh, Brad Pitt and um, some Mills and Morgan Freeman's character, Somerset, the, um, the young rookie and the veteran, veteran cop, seriously disturbed John Doe, is beautifully played by Kevin Spacey, I have to say. I do wonder, in his big hits, has he ever played a really nice guy? And is he a really nice guy in real life as well? You gotta, there's a big question mark there because I know he's had a lot of um, bad press as well unfortunately, but he's a, he is a great actor, I have to say. I also thought um, for a man of his age, he's pretty nimble, wasn't he, uh, John Doe? There were some chase scenes that you'd think, hang on a minute, he's, I mean, he's outrunning Brad Pitt here and Brad Pitt's pretty fit. And uh, he's, comes, he's a bit old, slightly older man, isn't he, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Spacey, so John Doe. And um, yeah, he definitely outruns him. Um, but I, I just didn't understand the why Maybe I missed it. I, I just don't know. But uh, I know that the acts are to relate to the seven deadly sins. But I, maybe I missed his motives and, and I, I probably missed that. Or maybe it's so psychologically disturbing there isn't a motive. Uh, and I'm sure there are probably instances of that as well. I think the film has a lot of sinisterness like Silence of the Lambs you can potentially compare it to and more recently I think we discussed when we watched the Batman recent Batman film it, it gave us that kind of feel of seven in in that film as well so I think there's some some slight copycats coming with with you know latest films um, however I didn't I don't think we got under the skin of John Doe um, the outcomes of his murders why they were so graphic and I felt they were almost too graphic, uh, but it is an 18 film. But um, maybe, you know, there's some, there probably are people out there that have that, that kind of mind. So that, that's kind of disturbed me slightly. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence really. Um, It did take me a couple of watches and, and to, to, to get really into it, but I certainly got into it after the last, you know, after the first half hour, 40 minutes, I would say. Well, I would say, that's what I took from it, and I think there was a there's, you could you could argue that, that there's some argument there was almost a similarity between John Doe's view of the world and the situation that Morgan Freeman had found himself in. So Morgan Freeman is the detective who he, he kind of is totally worn down living in a world where there's so much apathy, there's so much bad going on. And no one does anything about it. And it's almost like, what's the point? Mm. And even as he starts his, they start the case, you know, he wants to chuck it in. He almost doesn't want to be involved because he kind of has a very negative mindset to the possibility of ever actually catching someone and turning someone in. And also we learn in quite a subtle way that that there are past cases that clearly 
he's struggled to close. So he's almost like represents, as I say, that downtrodden detective that has kind of almost given up. And you've got Pitt, who's the opposite. He, he's the young guy. He's at the start of his career. He, he's he's the one who is constantly you know on the go, always in high spirits. I mean, when I say he's always in high spirits, there's naivety to him as well. And he gets agitated mm. very easily. So quite childlike, definitely very childlike, even in down to his mannerisms and the and the slightly oversized clothes he wears. Everything about mm. him is just very different to Morgan Freeman. And John Doe, the whole deadly sins is is I suppose his his statement that there are people out there who are sinning and no one's doing anything about right. it but i yeah. mean i mean I, I didn't mention obviously this for, for me this has got one of the best endings ever i think in in, in film i mean yeah. even when you know and we're not we're not going to talk about it no you haven't seen it obviously that but even when you know it's coming it's still so so effective i think and i loved it, it it's just it's quite an in, intelligent film in so much as, you know, the acting, the dialogue. It, I mean, it is quite, it's grim, it's serious, but it's just very technically well done. The acting's solid. I actually think this is Brad Pitt's probably, I, I think it's probably one of his best films because it the casting of him in it, not necessarily because of his performance, although I think it is a fantastic performance. I think the casting of him in it, especially having just come off doing The Legends of the Fall, apparently he wanted to get away from the cheesiness of that. And and so you can totally understand this is almost the polar opposite. And he still apparently looks upon this film as one of the best... You know, the, I think he said it's it's one of the few perfect films that he's, he's made mm. or as close mm. to perfect... And so, yeah, I think for the fact that it's such an amazing cast, all four of them, I think, are incredible in it. Um, and I think you're right. You could make an argument that the the brutality, I suppose, that we're seeing in some of the, some of these murder scenes, you could argue, it is 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 very extreme. Does it need to be that extreme? I actually was thinking today about this because I only watched the film last night. He, the, the these murders were uncovered in the space of a week, right? And it's clear, you know, obviously it was John Doe's plan. You know, he always planned the whole thing. But if you think of if it, you know, we don't need to go into the detail of it now. But if you cast, if you think about those murders and how they each occurred and the nature of them. To ensure that they are, to ensure that they're all like they're ready to be discovered within a week. <laughs> I mean, that's it's it, especially when you think of one of them, like the pla- yeah the, the planning. I mean, they say you know obviously he's a master criminal and it's his master plan and all this stuff. But when you actually think about it, it's that that's actually quite a stretch to think one just the complexity of those murders, the planning that must have gone into each one of them, plus 
that they all, you know, that they, they, they are all found yeah. in quick succession is potentially almost unbelievable. Do you think um, something we may have, I know that we didn't see on the film, but you kind of think maybe he called them in, some of them? He could have said, oh, I found, you might want to check out this this room or this address. Well, you, that, that would, they didn't share that, but no, that's but what, you, probably what could have happened to keep them on time. Well, that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking, because the only, you could argue, I mean, is this guy so clever that he is calling them in by way of leaving some incredibly subtle clue that he knows that they will be on to but then i don't know i'm not sure about that because they really do pour over a lot of evidence a lot of literature to form that link yeah but, it, but i suppose i suppose another way of thinking about it he's always one step ahead it's not like they ever get it's not like they ever prevent and i don't think this is a spoiler it's seven deadly sins they, they never prevent a murder he's always one step ahead regardless of them trying to figure it out, they never figure it out to the point of stopping him. It's always like, as they're figuring it out, another murder happens. Oh, they're going to have a look at it. They gather more evidence. And then as they gather more evidence and they get closer, another murder happens. You know what I mean? So Yeah, they're playing uh, his game. Well, they also... are playing his game, but you're right. I don't know. I haven't really thought enough about this, but mm. it's a hell of a feat not just to execute all those murders as he has done, but also kind of keep them hidden from view, plus ensure that he, yeah, he's kind of leading them along mm. exactly as he wants to. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Cool. Um, was this Gwyneth Paltrow's first movie as well? Has she done? She hadn't done Sliding Doors, I don't think, before this. I think, I think that came after this. I think she had done Flesh and Bone, apparently. I think I right. read. I but, think yeah. he has seen her in... But I'm not that I've seen that film. I think I read she had done something before because Venture recognised mm. something. I thought it's, it's a strange one, isn't it, Gwyneth Baltrow? Because she plays... You know, her, her on-screen time is not very long. She does play a relatively, let's say, minor role in it. Mm. But... She, it's almost like in every single scene she's in, she's so you know you, you're captivated by her. I mean, like, so her performance is is so strong, even though she's mm. not in it. And in actual fact, even though we don't see much of her, she's very integral to the film. I think, and I think that's done in a really kind of clever way. And I, kudos to Paltrow, I think, because that's purely in her performance. Yeah. She brings the light, and she brings. Um, she's just very sweet, and, and I also love the. You, you were talking about Brad Pitt's character being quite immature, and he um, been playing with the dogs, his two dogs that he had. Is it two dogs? Yeah, two mm-hmm. dogs that he had, and um, and yeah, uh, I think Somerset was just yeah, he's a big kid. <laughs> really, when he when when he went over to his house and saw him playing there with his two dogs so uh so yeah i just for me and this is not from a, a film critics but this is personal i think it's a bit too dark for my liking i had to look away on occasions because i don't like looking at these the horrible bodies that they had it was a bit grim um i'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten it's still a very very good film but it was a bit too gruesome for me mm. I, i'm going to give it nine and a half out of ten <laughs> uh, but because i just 
I mean, it's funny. I'm just kind of unpicking some of the film in my head as we've been talking, but I think as a way in which the the writing and the narrative is perfectly paced, perfectly weaved together into what is like the most unbelievably memorable finale, which is just bang on, absolutely bang yeah. on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, nine nine and a half out of ten. Right. Next one is "Don't Worry, Darling." <laughs> which we saw at the cinema together. We did. We did. It does actually feel quite a long time ago. It's about now. a month ago. Wasn't but it's it? still it's still it's still in the cinemas. It is, it is. Um and I was quite excited to see this film. But I was a little bit disappointed. But we'll come straight, on off, to that. straight off straight the bat. Off, uh, yeah. Fifties <laughs> housewife Alice, played by Florence Pugh, living with her husband Jack, played by Harry Styles. They live in this new community. However, Alice is a little bit worried about the company that Jack is employed to and how they're hiding some secrets. It's a very bizarre community they're living in. It's like nothing around them. Mojave Desert, I believe it was shot in as well. Is that is that how you say it, Mojave? I got it wrong last time. This is when we watched Fall. I said Mojave, but it's Mojave, isn't it? Is it set in the same place, though? Yeah, Mojave Desert. Oh, well, there you go, then. But it was, like, very barren, wasn't it? Anyway, that's kind of the premise of the film. It was a bit, a little bit like Stepford Wives in the 21st century, uh, where women were pretty much brainwashed and living with it in a virtual life and subservient to their husband's desires, really. However, Jack, I feel Jack was really trying to make a better life for both of them. And uh, Alice not having to work and Jack having to, to have some work coming in as well. You'll find it, it the characters have all had the similar way of meeting each other, how they met their husbands and in the same places. I found it quite raunchy in places. I was sat there next to you and, and my husband, I was sitting there looking away at one occasion because it was quite, was really quite raunchy. Um, and Harry Styles, I think he plays himself again, like he did in Dunkirk. He's very him. I don't really know him, but that's how you th- perceive as Harry Styles, I think. And um, he takes on an English accent in this this new world that he's living in. Uh, Florence Pugh's um, Alice's performance was so much better, I feel, than Harry Styles. I think she held them both, really. And I think um, during this film, there was also a little bit of awkwardness due to Styles and Olivia Wilde. Um, we're hitting it off, but um, and I think Pew wasn't happy with the situation, uh, which I don't blame her to be honest. With some of the scenes, um, as I said, it was quite raunchy in places. I'm gonna stop there because I haven't really explained it too well. If you think Stepford Wise in the new world or 21st century, however, 50s style at the same time. Yeah, it is when you're watching it, you just you just think of Stepford Wives. I, I really like Florence Pugh. I think she's great. I think she is, yeah. Um, it's not really something you haven't seen before because, like I say, this kind of artificial world, if you like, this almost uncanny set of characters all living very similar lives in very similar houses. The husband's all working at this mysterious kind of engineering plant that no one's really allowed to go near, all run by this guy called frank victory the town's called victory he's in charge of everything you get the sense very early on there's a level of 
control that's happening. Yeah. Frank Victory is played by Chris Pine, isn't he? That's as well? right. That's right. Plays that kind of smarmy, mm, slightly mm. kind of creepy character very well. And yeah, it's one of those films where very quickly you are siding with Alice's character who starts to kind of have these glitchy hallucinations, shall we, or glitchy visions, shall we say, that just completely take her out of that world and she starts to kind of think something's not quite right. Also, she discovers that the mysterious death of one of her friend's children is not what it all seemed to be. And she starts to be the only one there that is kind of trying to unravel just what it is she's living in, this world she's living in. And she also suspects this guy, Frank, Frank Victory. And all this time, Jack is kind of rising through the ranks at the plant but he also doesn't seem completely easy with everything. So you're kind of watching this and you know that obviously something's not quite right. Um, but I suppose, and, and it's not necessarily something you haven't seen before, but I guess because Harry Styles is in it, it's quite, a, you know, Florence Pugh's great in it. It's intriguing. You kind of just kind of go along with the ride and you're curious yeah. to really where it, where it heads to. Yeah. I think for me, where it does head to ultimately wasn't that interesting although it was a interesting enough twist to to make it re- reasonably satisfying um what i found tricky was that because florence pugh's so strong and you've you know you, you mentioned it the scenes where harry styles is playing the kind of young, exuberant, party guy, showman, whatever. You know, he does that very well, which is not really surprising, given that's kind of what he does for a living in terms of being on stage and being comfortable in that kind of role. I thought where the film struggled a little bit were were in those scenes where both just Pew and Styles are having, you know, quite intense, nuanced scenes where emotions fly lots of stuff under the surface and i think you can see that he struggles a little bit in in that situation that said i i wouldn't i wouldn't say i, I disliked the film because of had just because of like, maybe harry styles wasn't quite no, up to some of no, these no no you know, he he still i thought he still carried himself really well yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. i think for me it was just it, Although we very quickly got into like what's going on, um, I, I just found it. I just found it went on a bit. I, for me, it just felt a bit it plodded in places. You wanted it to get to where it got to a bit quicker, um, and yeah, ultimately you kind of feel like there was a better film in there than we that, than mm. we got. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I really, don't, I, I really did like. <laughs> I think I remember saying this when we left left the cinema the the very final few frames of the film i, I really liked <laughs> but that's probably it's purely, a, for a while. probably purely yeah. like a stylistic kind of point of view I yeah. really liked. um i think it had i mean 
had a lot of influence from like the Truman Show in there. Maybe even Edward Scissorhands with that sort of suburbia kind of houses and and the men driving off to work and and their wives waving at the at the garden at the end of the garden kind of scenario. And then also a, a little element of Inception maybe and and even the Matrix. Well, I was I was going to say for blended me. in there. For me, it was like Stepford Wise meets The Matrix. I, I kind of thought yeah. that, that's probably... But you, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not original in any way at all, but it's almost like lots of different films, you know, pulling inspiration from quite mm. a lot of different films, those you've mentioned, into one. And it and and for whatever reason, it it, it didn't quite... It didn't mm. quite kind of hold its own for the, for the whole running yeah. time. There's also Alice in Wonderland as well yeah because she's alice uh she's she's fallen into this world i like it and bunny is her trusted next door neighbor i like it you see now if you go on wikipedia if you go online and type that in there's got to be some there's got to be some inspiration there i like bunny bunny was played by olivia wilde and then um obviously the white rabbit um you know, uh, so the connections all over the place, and the weird ge- geometric girls as well reminded me of the Bond intro outro, and also a bit Hitchcocky as well. So there's a lot yes. of um, mix yes. mixtures in there. I mean, it's interesting. Like, it, like fair play for the film it was trying to be. Hmm. It, it, you know, a ballsy kind of film, and it was very lively and and kind of almost quite a. Yeah, as I say, a very colourful cast, I suppose you could say as well. But yeah, just 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 fell a little bit flat for me, especially in the final third. And on that, on the cast, a couple of factoids for you: okay. Shia LaBeouf or um, or LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was was originally given the role as Jack uh, due to and and then Harry was originally wanted was wanted, but then he was going on his 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 musical tour, uh, which then got postponed and Shia LaBeouf uh, was, was, was chosen to, to play that part. Uh, but then obviously COVID hit and then Harry was free. So, uh, and I think LaBeouf got fired, but we don't really know the reasons why he got fired. Was it a fallout with him and Olivia Wilde or was it a fallout with him and Florence Pugh? We don't, fully know but there's also been in in the tabloids there's been spitting from harry stars to, to chris well, pine alleged, allegedly spitting i don't yeah so i mean it, and it, it, there's that, all sorts actually, going on yeah that's a that's a bizarre clip actually i watched that mm. clip at the venice film festival where like you've got wild there's a camera on wild uh on one side chris chris pine in the middle and harry stars arise to sit down and and it does look, it does genuinely look like he spits on Chris Pine, but on second viewing, it's really not conclusive. And apparently, it was quashed straight away. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, there was also a clip that was there was also a clip going round of one of the press conferences when Harry Styles was went into a very kind of deep rambling response as to kind of what the film means and there was a cutaway of Chris Pine who was sat next to him looking completely baffled. So I don't know. I don't know. But then like you say, Olivia Wilde and the and what's going on with the yeah, who knows what's going on on that set. Yeah, to be yeah, quite honest. Yeah. I mean I think I was drawn to the film probably because I was I think a great, great 
you know, it's, uh, I was interested to see Harry Styles in another film after Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah. I think Florence Pugh is she's always a really good actress, and I think she was been brilliant since when I saw her in Fighting for My Family. Yeah, and then she, I think she got an Oscar nomination for The Little Women. Uh, she's been the little sister in in Black Widow and and um, and recently in June as well, and she's she's really hot property at the moment. She's got eight projects on the go right yeah. now. Um, so she's really hot property. June two coming out, and interestingly, there's a film coming out called The Maid, um, which I'm I'm reading the book for at the moment. So so I don't read many books. I think we've discussed this before, and and seeing her act out this character from the book that I've actually read will be will be good because um because I, normally I just go straight to the film and less lesser on the book so so yeah but um yeah I just think I was looking for something maybe a bit more of a happy ending maybe they go mm-hmm. skipping off yeah. into the sunset You're never more, get that. more of a love story a Stepford Wives love story <laughs> but uh yeah we didn't get that I'm afraid but... no we didn't no we didn't <laughs> I mean like I, the thing I love about Florence Pugh, she's like you just listed some of the roles she's been. I remember I saw her, remember seeing her in Midsummer, which is one of her early roles. She's just so versatile. She she can she can just do anything. It seems that must be why she's just such hot property because yeah, yeah she she's she's seriously seriously good. Mm. Um, so what I can should I say what I'm going to give it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um. Hmm. I'm going to give it, oh, I don't know. I'm going to give it seven out of ten. I was tempted to go to six and a half, but I think that might be a little bit harsh, to be honest. Um, it was just like, it was just kind of, it was it was all right. It was all right. Um, I think six and a half yeah. would take it a bit further down than than maybe it deserves. It certainly wasn't as good as all as all the expectation. I think everyone agrees with that. I've got that look on my face. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no. be harsh. I'm gonna yeah, be harsh. You probably I'm harsh be. at the start anyway. I just didn't like a lot of the characters in this film. But you probably shouldn't um, like them though. Think about no, it. No, I know I shouldn't like them, but I just wanted to like some of them at least. But I just didn't like any of them really. Um, and. Even Pew's character, I didn't really like. I just felt she was a bit weak at the start, and then, and yeah. Anyway, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. I just oh, I found know. it a bit long. I, I found gonna, it a bit long I, and disappointing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give mine seven, but only for Florence Pew. There you go. There you go. Good. Okay, so new films. You're going to choose from my list this time. Ayanna, and there's and there's only one genre left. Oh, can we can we go back to the start? <laughs> What genre is it? You know what genre. Best. You know what genre. Oh it is. no, I don't. No, I don't know what it's it is. War. Oh, we've had war. We had Dunkirk. No, but Dunkirk wasn't. Dunkirk wasn't actually. Oh, uh, we're not having war. Okay. All right. Okay. Like, every time we get to war, you say the same. Well, actually, Dunkirk. We wasn't, had Dunkirk. Dunkirk wasn't war. It was action. <laughs> So, you know, that's why we haven't had war. <laughs> but okay, fine. We'll we'll go back we'll go back to the beginning. <laughs> I knew Yay! I knew I knew this would happen. I don't, don't con- pick war. I'd don't already conceded the fact that, that you know, um yeah, I think I think, you know, especially in these times we're living at the moment, like living Exactly. Through. Exactly. Okay. So Russell, Russell, Russell. <laughs> the genre is Okay, I'm just gonna but 
I haven't got my hat with stuff in, so I'm just pointing at a screen and I'm going to look where my finger is. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Am I happy with the sci-fi ones? Probably not. But go on, I've got one, two, three, 13 sci-fis. 13? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming maybe the first one you put on the list was was maybe the most memorable of them. So I'm going to go for number one. Okay. That is, now this is an odd way round. <laughs> I've got Terminator 2 Judgment Day oh, as wow. my first. Okay. But, and I have the Terminator lower down. So what do you, which I... one would you like? Well, then let's we go for the first one. First? Yeah, let's go for the first one on the basis that, you know, listen, Terminator 2 is on my list as well, as is Terminator. So let's go Terminator on the basis we'll, at some point, we'll get to Terminator 2. Okay. So yeah? Terminator, that's 1984. It's The Terminator, strictly speaking. Uh, the Terminator, yep. directed by James Cameron, obviously starring Arnie with Linda Hamilton and Michael Benn. And we have a human soldier ascent from 2029. 2029? That's only seven years away. So 1984 <laughs> to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year, which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. It's a banger. There's no doubt about it. It is a banger. It is a banger. And it was, uh, it was actually fourth on my list for some reason oh okay even though i had terminator 2 first but yes you can find it right now streaming on virgin go there's also a new platform called mgm which yes. looks like it's on uh, amazon yep so that's streaming on there as well but you can rent and buy from most other online on-demand platforms so the new film yes it has to, it has to be yes wakanda forever it certainly does. That's right. I mean, I'm. Yeah, let's just see. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not a huge, huge kind of fan oh, of the. Marvel. You're not a big black Black Panther's fantastic film. No, I know. I didn't understand what the fuss was about with that. <gasps> I mean, I know it was like a seminal film on the basis of, of you know, of the cast and all. I get that, but when I watched it. Oh, I mean, I, I'm probably going to rub a lot of people up the wrong way here. I, I just didn't see what the fuss is about. Maybe I need to go back and watch it again before, yes. before we watch this one, actually. It's on my list, actually, as well. Okay. Okay. I wonder if it features into sci-fi. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's kind of sci-fi, isn't it? Mm, it's probably under action adventure. This is Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda yeah. Forever. Black, is this Black Panther colon? Two. Oh, yeah. right. Wakanda Forever. The second one. Right. Yeah. What is going to be It forever, has to be. I mean, it's, everything it's goes a, on forever in the Marvel world. It does. And yeah, certainly a lot of TV series that come out anyway. So, so yeah. No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. <clears throat> I love Black Panther, the first one. I thought it was brilliant. Okay. So, uh, and I think this um, there's going to be a lot of uh, sadness, and I think there'll be a lot of triumph as well. Wow, it's quite profound. Why is there going to be a lot of sadness? Well, because I think um, I don't know whether Black Panther dies in Wakanda Forever. Oh, the, ca- the character? Do they? I don't know. 
saw the trailer and it looked like that could be what happens. Ah, okay. Hot off the press, isn't it? I think we're going to watch this and we're going to do our record, I think, hopefully like the day after. Yep. Wow. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Oh, <laughs> you sound oh, really overjoyed about watching this. No, I, no, I'm going to no, love it. No, 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 love no, it. no, no, no. I, I mean, it's probably a good thing that I go in that state of mind because then I'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Okay. It's always a spectacle. It's fine. I go to Marvel films and I know they are just good. You can't ever, I don't really think there's many Marvel films in terms of the production that you can fault. When I won't see one of those films, I want to see something in something interesting, and I want to see good acting, mm-hmm. and I want to see something which has a bit more depth than just smashy bashy. How many cities can we destroy? Type thing. Yeah. Well, that was Black Adam. Yes. Okay. I think I did hear that. Yes, that's right. No, a friend of mine saw it, and he kind of said that very quickly got into that kind of. It did, Mode. yeah. Okay. Yes, it did. But this is a Marvel. That was DC. Okay. And right. you loved the the latest Spider-Man movie, didn't you? But I did, I did but, but maybe partly just because it was a bit of a nostalgia fest in there. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, as I say, I'll watch the first one. Try and gain a new appreciation for the first one. Yes. Which might help me with the second one. I'm okay. sounding very pessimistic here. Look, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Cool, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it anyway, listeners. <laughs> no, that's not fair. Get the listeners on my side, yeah, <laughs> or they may be on your side. I do not know. Not anyway, um, so good, some cracking films there: the Terminator and Wakanda Forever. Looking forward to it. Right, good. I'm gonna go and unpack a few more boxes. And hopefully next time we do the record, I can actually sit at a table. That sounds great. Uh, I know. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I did a massive clear out of my area, actually. My husband was getting a bit annoyed with me because my desk was did not meet office de- cleared, clean desk policy did it? in the oh. house. No. What kind of so policy I, is I, that? Is he quite strict on the old <laughs> cleanliness he's policy? He's not. It's just it got... It got a bit ridiculous and I didn't know where things were. So okay. and I'm looking around and if I sound a bit funny on the microphone, it's because I'm looking around and how spacious now my, my desk is. It's amazing and clean there you go. as well. It's like having a brand new office. It is. Yeah. As I go back to work in a few days. Yeah. Boo. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, then. We'll enjoy. A, enjoy your house. Of your uh, evening. And we will be back. In a couple of weeks to discuss Wakanda Forever. My new favourite film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. You're gonna love it. You I are. Know, you really, we've really you made are gonna we've, love we've, it. We've really sorry, my enthusiasm. I can't think of anything else better that to watch no. than Wakanda Forever. No, no, you're right. It's a spectacle. It's a great cinema film. I mean I was not like my reaction was I don't know what I just went into a little, just didn't really know what to say about that. I, I thought there would be a bit more excitement, a bit like the the the, um, the gif that you sent me when you yeah, found was, out about the quiz. the quiz. I just love the quiz, that's why. I was really disappointed <laughs> to only get two out of five. <laughs> yeah, but I'll probably do the same next week, so. No one's, anyway. I don't think anyone's got two out of five before.
No, I think we've just been getting threes. I've really let let the slide down there. Never mind. Okay. Mm. I'm going to find a fiendish one for you next week. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you could could keep this bit in if you wanted to after we said goodbye to everyone. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. But we've already said goodbye to them. Don't don't pretend that that really was the goodbye. That was that, that was, was the, the goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All Absolutely. right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.